Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number two. I'm Carly Tizano, a New Year's resolution coach, obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. This week, I want to talk about checking in on our goals, and I want to encourage you to resolve to check in on your goals, to see where you're at, to assess where we're at in the current year, how you're doing, and then figure out what we need to do from there. I know that we're definitely pretty far into 2021, but I wanted to share my goals because I believe that speaking our goals into existence is so very important. That's something I'm sure we will be talking about in the future. And I think that sharing our goals makes them real. When we talk about them and say them like they exist out there in the world, we are making them real. And it also provides a sense of accountability by telling you that these are the things I have achieved or I'm going to achieve in the rest of this year. You are providing accountability for me, just like I provide accountability for my clients and my friends and my family members and so many other people who have just DM'd me on Instagram and wanted to say that this is something that they're going to do or achieve, whether today or in the long term. So by walking you through the goals that I have, I think it will provide some insight into my process, how I operate, what I'm currently working on. And I want to be able to share my goals with you at the end of the year and celebrate them with you, just like I hope you're going to share yours with me so that we can celebrate yours together. So I'm going to share mine now because it doesn't really make sense to share them later on in the year. And in a few weeks, we're going to be talking about the different types of resolutions, different types of goals that I recommend my clients set, whether they end up setting some of them or all of them is completely up to them. And I'm going to be sharing a couple of the ones that I have used this year. And don't worry, we'll be talking more about them in the weeks to come. So the first is the theme of the year. So at the end of December last year, so the end of 2020, I turned 22. And it's an age that I've always looked forward to. I've always dreamed of being 22. I know some people are really excited to turn 16 or 20 or 21. And all of those are certainly exciting. But to me, 22 is the age that has always held the most anticipation and excitement for me. That may be because my birthday is on the 22nd. So I've always just loved that number. There's a lot of potential reasons. But 22 is the age that I've always considered old enough to have my life together, but still young enough to enjoy the adventures of young adulthood. I didn't get to do quite as much of that in 2020 or 2021, maybe as I could have otherwise, but that's okay. And I think for the most part, I already managed to balance the responsibility and the fun loving stuff of being a young adult pretty well, but I can always work on doing both even more. So as I was originally contemplating different ideas and potential themes to focus on in 2021, my mind kept returning to the fact that I was gonna be 22 and the excitement and maturity that I kind of associate with that. So I decided that my 2021 theme would be 22, which is odd I know, especially because the numbers are off, but what can you do? You just work with what you have. So I set 22 as my theme of the year, something that I wanted to think about and carry with me as the year went on, kind of a standard that I wanted to live up to. I wanted to spend the year leaning into and living out what it means to be 22, at least to me. Maybe it means something completely different to you and that's okay. That's why our themes just have to resonate with us. But so 22 was the theme for me and you're gonna see that kind of referenced later on in my other kind of goal that I ended up setting for 2021, which was writing a 21 for 2021 list. I love this tool and concept of setting goals and resolutions this way for so many reasons. We'll be talking about all of that later, don't worry. But basically, it's exactly what it sounds like. You write down the number of things that you want to accomplish. Normally, it correlates with 
the number of the year or something similar. Since I'm 22, I could have done 22 things on my list, or you could just do two or 12. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be silly. It's meant to be exciting and intriguing. Just something that's a little bit different. So I stuck to 21 for 21, just because I ended up coming up with 21 things that I wanted to accomplish when I was first starting to write them down. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to, because there are so many things in my life that I have originally set out to do and to accomplish and goals that I've set out to achieve. And I have already integrated a lot of those into my life. So I wasn't sure that I could find 21 other things that I wanted to do or accomplish, but I was able to find 21. And so I'm going to share those with you here. I've broken the things on my list down into categories, which is something that I normally do because it helps me see what areas of my life I'm going to be working on most. And I can kind of see that way if there's a particular focus. This year, my goals seem to be pretty well distributed, which I appreciate. It's kind of nice. It's a good balance between all the areas of my life which is something that I think we all appreciate now more than ever. And since I have it in categories, I'll share the categories and then the numbers as we're going up. So there are 21, just bear with me. I I hope this is interesting and exciting for you. I love hearing other people's goals and people are always asking me about mine, ones I have shared and ones I have hinted at. And so I wanted to share them with you so we can celebrate them at the end of the year, just like I hope you'll share yours with me so we can celebrate yours too. So the first category that I set was academic slash business. And the first goal in that category that I set was starting a podcast. So here we are at the Resolve podcast. I wanted to release at least 12 episodes before the end of the year. That was kind of like the goal that I set under the big goal of just starting the podcast. I've started really working on this podcast from January 1st, keeping track of ideas and buying a microphone and talking to people I wanted to interview and planning out a schedule for all of that. So there's a lot of kind of behind the scenes work, even with platforms and programs and figuring all of that out. And then as I was trying to figure out when I wanted to release and launch, it was getting into kind of early summer and I had the opportunity to launch in June, which I thought about, but I just decided that there were some other things going on this summer, other goals that I was working on that were taking up a lot of time and brain space. And I decided to launch this podcast in September. So that's why we are here where we are now. And I do still have time, at least 12 weeks. I think it's 14 or so that I get to release in 2021. So I did reach my goal or I'm going to, I'm definitely on track to do that, even if it didn't go maybe exactly the way some people would expect. My podcast didn't come out on January 1st or really anything around that, but that is part of the power of resolutions is setting goals, knowing you're going to accomplish them at some point during the year. And so here we are in September. This goal is basically checked off. I can officially check it off once I've had those 12 episodes get out there, but I've had the time that I needed to make this happen. The year and the resolution provided that accountability for me. And it's so nice now (laughs) to know that this is out there and that you're learning from it and just share all of these things that I have planned out with you. So the next goal, number two, which is also under the category of academic slash business is to finish the first draft of my book. So I started writing a book last year. That's probably something else that I will share about later. It wasn't actually something that I planned to do last year. I had intentionally planned to not write a book in 2020. It was something that I was going to start thinking about and planning this year in 2021. But then in January of 2020, I had a great idea or what I thought was a great idea. It it is. (laughs) It was a great idea. And so I just started working on it. And then the pandemic hit and I suddenly had much more time at home than I had thought I would or expected to. And so I just started working on it. 
So I ended 2020 with an 85,000 word manuscript. So while it wasn't quite done, there was still a lot of research that I had that I wanted to add and integrate. And I definitely needed to go through and do a comprehensive edit. It's something that I knew I wanted to kind of clean up and work on finalizing in 2021. A lot of days, a lot of writing, a lot of steps went into this. The book ended up being over 125,000 words. So even though I had a solid 85,000 to start out with, it definitely did not stop there. So now here we are at the end of September. And so while the book is fully written, it is still technically in progress. I finished adding things based off of the notes that I took and all the research that I did last year and early this year. And I've really begun the comprehensive edit. So a lot of moving sections around, editing, autocorrect. It's definitely in progress and it's also definitely a process. It's more than half done, which is super exciting. And once it's completed, I'm going to pass it on to a couple of kind of advanced readers who I picked out who are going to be the next set of eyes. Only one person has read the draft so far and they read a completely unedited version. So I may give it back to them too, to get their revised feedback based off of their notes and my own revisions. It's so exciting to be in this place that even 18 months ago, I didn't know I was going to be writing a book or at least not writing one so soon. And so it's really exciting to have one that started and almost finished. And then from there, I'll be able to kind of determine what steps or actions I want to take to publish the book myself or look for a publisher, look for an agent. I haven't really decided. I'll start that process of considering and figuring out what the next steps are once I get the edit finished. And it is definitely on the way. I will have the final edit of my book completed by the end of the year so I can check this off. I do plan to have it in the hands of my advanced readers too by that time. I gave it the unedited version as a Christmas gift last year to my one advanced reader. So it may be a Christmas gift with a lot of work attached for the next people who are going to be reading it. And don't worry, I'll give them wonderful, normal presents as well. But I definitely do plan to have this one finished by the end of the year. And I'm so excited to be at this point to see how far I've come and to know that it is something that I'll get checked off. So number three, my third goal for 2021 was to read a classic and a reread every month. So in 2020, I experimented with reading books from six different categories every month, and I ended up really, really hating it, which is totally okay. Sometimes you just have to try something to see if it works for you. And so by doing that, I wanted to kind of read from more diverse genres and be introduced to more new authors. Sometimes I get into a rut and I'll read like five mystery books in a row. But I realized in forcing myself to read from all those different categories, it was a lot of work to try and manage what I was reading and when I was reading it and when the end of the month was and which categories I hadn't done yet and which books were on hold at the library and which I needed to find elsewhere. And it was just a big pain. So that's something that I decided I did not want to try again, but I decided to kind of scale it back, do something similar, slightly different twist, something a little bit different. So I decided that each month I wanted to read a classic that I hadn't read before and also a book that I had read and loved in the past. I think I hoped that having just two categories would be a little more manageable. And I really love classics. A lot of my favorite books are classics, but it's not something that I tend to reach for when I'm looking for something to read. And while I normally don't reread books until the end of the year, this year I wanted to integrate it more throughout because it's something that I really love and really enjoy. And I always get a lot out of rereading books. I and mean, sometimes I'll come across one in the middle of the year and I've always forced myself to put it aside no matter how desperately I wanna read it for the end of the year. But this year I decided I wanted to try reading them more consistently throughout the year. So it has been interesting. I've determined I still don't really like the categories. That's not something I'm going to continue to stick with. I'm going to leave that in the past 
it is something that I have done. So we're now through nine months of the year. I have gotten nine months worth of rereads and classics done and checked off. You can check out my blog if you're curious about what those were and what I thought about them. I do review all the books I read. At this point, I'm reading about 12 books a month. So it's not a significant chunk having these two categories, but it's still, it just feels like one extra thing to manage in my life. And so it's definitely, I think, a tool that could work for a lot of people, but it's one that I've decided does not work for me, that I do not like, and that I will be leaving in the past with this year. And if I try to set another book category thing in the future, you can all just remind me that, Carly, this is not something you want to do. Let's just, let's leave it in the past. Okay, so related, still in the category of academic and business, the fourth item on my 21 for 2021 list was to buy one of my favorite books every month. In the past, I really have bought books very rarely. When I do, it's only because I really, truly loved a book and planned to return to it or reference it in the future to pull stuff out of it for writing or something else. I've read hundreds of books in the last several years and I still have a long list of books that I would love to read. So it's just not feasible for me to buy every book or even a large portion of the books that I do read or that I do like or that I do plan to read. So I pulled out some of the ones that I have read over the last couple of years that I really love, that made the biggest impact on me, that had something that I wanted to review or pull from. And so those are the ones that I bought that are now part of my personal collection. This is another one of those ongoing things. So again, we're in September. So I have done nine months of this. I have nine months of books on my bookshelf. The goal was to buy at least one of my favorite books every month. It was several months in the year before I was able to limit myself to only buying one of my favorite books. Several months I came home with three or four. I bought a lot of them secondhand online just because I like to buy secondhand when I can, all in really good condition. But my bookshelf is looking much more full and it looks really happy. I love it because of my organizing background. Of course, it's all arranged in rainbow order and it looks great now having all these extra books instead of just like the measly one and a half shelves I had before. And it was a great reminder to me to set goals sometimes just for fun because it's something you want to do because it's something that'll make you happy. (laughs) That returns me to my happiness project roots. And I just love this excuse to expand my library. While I don't know that this is a goal that I would have to set again next year it's probably one that I would be willing to return to in the future because it is one that was a lot of fun and then if I find my library kind of skimpy again I would certainly undertake this to add to it or if I come across a book that I really love I may just be willing to let myself buy it and add it to my library in the interim before I set this goal again I guess we'll have to see Okay, the next goal that I set, uh, number five, was to take a suicide prevention class. So this is something that I needed to do this year. It was just something that would have been on my to-do list in the back of my mind, kind of gnawing at me because in order to be a certified coach with the Life Coach School, they have really high standards for excellence. And so in order to maintain certified status, you have to fulfill all of these qualifications. And one of the ones they added not too long ago was to take a suicide prevention class. So it was definitely something that I was willing to do, that I wanted to do. I'm so glad to have that extra knowledge and information for my own personal resources and just in case I ever needed any of it for my clients. Um, So glad to have that knowledge at my disposal. This was something that I was able to check off right away in January, but I love putting things like this on the list because even though it was kind of small and kind of easy, it's something that I still needed to get done in 2021. And by putting it on the list, I was able to check it off and celebrate it instead of it just being one more thing on my to-do list right under move the laundry and right above go to the grocery store. It was something that I could honor and celebrate because it is part of becoming the person that I wanna become as a coach who really can serve their clients at the highest level. 
Okay, my next category after academic slash business was physical goals. Um, the first one here, so my sixth item on my 21 for 21 list is to do Whole30. This is one that I originally had on my 20 for 2020 list, but I switched it out last year with intermittent fasting, which I still do and I still love it. I decided not to do intermittent fasting and Whole30 together. I kind of only wanted to tweak one food slash body related thing at a time. Uh, So I ended up starting intermittent fasting and really liked it. So I went with that last year. We'll be talking more in the future about what it's like to switch out goals, to change out goals, when to know when to drop a goal, when to know when to carry it over. So don't worry, we'll talk more about that. But that is one that I set this year and I did get it done. Started not January 1st, but early in January and did it for the 30 days and then the whole couple weeks of reintegration. If I'm being completely honest, I totally hated it. I will not and would not do it again. I did not feel any better in my body. I certainly did not just feel that great in general at any point. I never got that tiger blood that they talk about. It was certainly very interesting. and I learned a lot about myself and my relationship with food, which was very good. But unfortunately, I didn't learn anything about my relationship with food in the way that I hope to with regard to like, I shouldn't eat this or I should eat more of this or I feel really good when I eat that. There are some things that I just already knew that I didn't eat. And those were pretty much the only things that it confirmed that I shouldn't eat. So anyway, it's one of those things that I put on the list and checked off and I'm so happy to leave it in the past. Number seven on my list, still under the physical category, was to weigh myself every day. I was a little bit hesitant to set this goal and even more hesitant to share it publicly. I wasn't hesitant because it wasn't something that I wanted to do, but I felt like it required me to explain myself. I've actually been weighing myself prior to 2021, not for a really long time. And it wasn't super consistent, which is why I decided to set this goal. I wanted to track my weight over the course of a year just to see what I could learn about myself, kind of related to the Whole30 thing, to learn more about my relationship with my body, my thoughts about my body, how I feel about my body, what I want that relationship to be. And I wanted to see how eating different foods or eating at different times affected my weight. And I didn't really do it in an attempt to lose weight, although I was open to that happening. If it did, I wasn't gonna push that. But Gretchen Rubin always says, we manage what we monitor. And so I wanted to weigh myself every day as a way to monitor my body and keep track over the course of a year to see what happened, to see what I could learn, what knowledge and insight I could gain. When I said the goal to weigh myself every day, I didn't actually mean every single day because I knew that I was gonna be traveling at some points during the year. Sometimes I just forget. Some days I have a really early morning call and it's just not gonna happen. But I did put it on my list that way as a reminder that it is something that I wanted to do and it kept me doing it consistently all year long, even if there are a few days that I missed somewhere in the middle, I'm not worried about it. And so, yeah, now we're in September, nine months in, something I'm still doing. I keep track on just an app on my phone and I hop on first thing in the morning. It's super easy and I'll definitely be going to the end of the year to just kind of like wrap this one up with a nice bow to take all the knowledge that I've gained and then go forward to figure out what, if anything, I want to do or tweak or change uh, with my life from there. So the next category of goals that I set was recreational. I promise this has nothing to do with drugs or anything like that. Just things kind of more externally focused in my life, slightly more fun things, at least some of them. So the first one I set was number eight, start composting. So this was something that it would have been nice to tackle in 2020, 
but there were enough other things going on that it just didn't happen. And I didn't actually set it as a goal. So it's not one that I didn't keep or anything, but now I set it as a goal for 2021 so that I knew it would get done. I live too far out in my community to enroll in my community composting program, which would have been nice. Since I have limited space, I kind of had to be a bit more creative with how I wanted to solve this one or reach this goal. Since I live in an apartment, I was able to find a countertop size composter but it is still in production. So it hasn't been released or shipped yet. That's gonna happen, I think, in January of 2022, but I have purchased it, so I will have it. It's on its way, the ball is in motion. Sometimes we set a goal and it doesn't get completely 100% of the way there. That's why some of the things I've referenced or kind of talked about goals that I set last year that I made some progress on at the end of last year, I had to complete this year and I just needed a bit more time. It's that continued momentum that's so powerful and has gotten me to where I am with all of my goals, ones I have completed and ones I'm still working on. So I'm super excited to integrate the, the composter as soon as I can, as soon as I have it sitting on my counter and to really be able to shift my habits and attitudes and behaviors to make it a regular part of my home and routine. The next item under recreational number nine was to take one trip. So I set this goal, I will admit, very hesitantly because COVID was still really high, at least in my state, in January. I didn't know if I'd be able to go anywhere or if I would be able to go anywhere for any length of time. Of course, health and safety is always my number one priority. If it really had been unsafe, I certainly was willing to give up this goal to not go anywhere in 2021. And that's why I kind of didn't attach any length to it. I just wanted to take one trip. I was willing to let that be a hotel in my own town if I needed to. If it just had to be a stay near home kind of getaway, just at the end of the year when I had exhausted all other options, but I was able to go on some other vacations earlier this summer, which was one of the reasons I didn't release this podcast earlier. I didn't want to worry about it while I was enjoying the sun in other parts of the country, but I was able to check this one off. I was able to take more than one trip, which I probably wouldn't have believed if I told myself that in January, but I was, and it's so nice to be able to say that and to have some other ones coming up in the future that I'm excited about. Nothing too definitive yet, but it's nice to be back, to be vaccinated and to be ready to travel and see at least some parts of the world again. The next category that I put on my list is one that I haven't actually said before. It's kind of tied to recreational, but it's the category whimsical. There were some things that I wanted to do and accomplish and check off that I wouldn't say there was any big or meaningful or existential reason. They were just things that I wanted to do that I thought would be fun and that I guess were meaningful to me. And since they're my goals, that's what matters. So the first one, which is number 10 on the list, was to wake up to the song 22 every day. So not, not too many ages have dedicated theme songs, but 22 by Taylor Swift is pretty iconic for 22 year olds everywhere and lots of other people too. I loved the song long before I hit the age that I am now. But since 22 was my theme of the year, I decided to set 22 the song as my alarm, um, at least until I turned 23, which is at the end of the year, so it's basically the same thing. There wasn't really great meaning or purpose to this goal, but I liked the idea of having a continual reminder of my theme and to add just this fun, whimsical goal to my list. I did find that <laughs> this song kind of annoys me to wake up because it is really happy and upbeat, and when it's really early in the morning and still dark and cold, it's not the ideal soundtrack to wake up to, but I'm okay with it. I've stuck with it. Uh, and I actually really like this idea of having a song. It's kind of like the soundtrack of your life. Having this one song mean so much and growing to hear it so much over the course of the year, becoming very familiar with it, or at least becoming very familiar with the first couple of bars. 
And so I've thought about doing that in years to come, maybe next year, we'll see. I haven't thought that much about it. And to my knowledge, there's no song named 23. And even if there was, there's no guarantee that I would want to listen to it. So depending on what word I said is my theme of the year next year, maybe I'll pick a song connected with that. Maybe I won't pick one at all, but this was a goal that was really fun. Again, we're nine months into the year. I'm nine months into doing this and I plan to do it every day until my birthday at the end of December. Okay, number 11 was find a default meal. So <laughs> there weren't too many opportunities to have people over for dinner in 2020. Luckily, there were a few more in 2021. So as I started having friends and family over more, I knew that I would want to know that I had a few things in my cupboard or that I could pick up at the store really quickly to throw together something that I knew how to make that was really good and that I could kind of become an expert in. I just wanted to have those things I could have already at a moment's notice. And since I have the background in organizing, I'm all about simplicity. I wanted to decide on a default meal or a couple of default meals so that if someone was coming or I didn't know someone was coming and they just showed up, I could throw something together quick and easy and delicious. And so I have not done this one yet. It's something that I have spent actually too much time thinking about. I can definitely see myself getting stuck in the idea like that there is a right or correct default meal, which is probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So this is something that I will be thinking more about in these last couple of months of the year, just coming to some decision about a meal or a few meals that I want to be able to throw together. I mean, there are certainly ones that I can like tacos and spaghetti and of course, any kind of pizza. There are lots of things that I can throw together easily. So I either just need to decide that those are my default meals or I just need to come up with something else. Okay, number 12 is still under the category of whimsical. It's make a life timeline. So I'd heard several people talk about this idea and I think that it's really brilliant. My brain holds dates really well and I will admit I've kept a journal every day for almost a decade. So I don't normally forget when things happened or if I did, like I can look back really easily and figure out what it was that happened on November 23rd, 2016, like random date, I don't know. I could probably even tell you what I was doing six years ago today. Like I could just go and look it up. And even though I remember all of this information or a lot of it, I know that that's not gonna be true forever. And I think that by writing so much of this down, I'm allowing my brain to not have to remember it. It's not something that is gonna take up brain space or at least hopefully not as much brain space. Whether or not it continues to remember these things, I guess remains to be seen. And I decided not to create one that was like super detailed or day by day. I just wanted to jot down major or semi-major life events. And when they happened, some to the day, some to more of like the general month or season um, of when they happened so that I had just a running list of things that I could add to going forward. I know myself and so I knew that I could easily turn this into a super strict and huge stressful project trying to put something in every day or going through my journals to find something I might have missed but I didn't let myself do that that's why I have a journal so I don't have to do that so for now like it's just a google doc and I have added a few things throughout the year as major life events have happened it wasn't one that I think was super fun to do but it was actually really fast I did most of the things in probably 30 minutes and then as a few other things came to me over the following weeks and months. And then of course, as things happen throughout the year, I just added to it. And so now I think I have a pretty comprehensive list that I'm really happy with for now and going forward. The next category is material. The first one is number 13, to get a new bag or laptop case. So whenever I leave my house on a busy day, I was taking my shoulder bag with items that I needed. And then I also had my backpack, which had all my work stuff, like laptop and iPad and other things. And it just felt like a lot to manage. And for some reason, carrying a backpack always made me feel like a child. So I wanted to get a new shoulder bag that would fit my laptop because 
it just didn't fit in the old one. Or I just needed to get a different bag and a sleeve. It was something I wanted to get done and that was kind of grating on me every time I left the house. And so I knew by putting it on this list, it would get done. And sure enough, before all of my trips this summer, I found a great bag that I still love and it fits my laptop and everything else I could possibly need over the course of a day, but it's still not too big and it's very sleek. So I'm really glad to have it. And it has seriously made my life so much better and easier and nicer just to have this is one less thing I have to worry about every single day. So the next thing in number 14 is to get another plant. Another one that's kind of small, doesn't have a big existential meaning. I've been slowly adding plants to my apartment. I love the life and vibrancy of live plants. For a long time, I was only into um, fake plants because I have been known to not have a green thumb. But, you know, people say that plants just kind of multiply, both literally and figuratively. So I started out with a couple of live ones and I wouldn't say my house is overrun, but they do continue to multiply and grow. And so I have added a few new plants to my collection this year, both fake and real, I will admit. And it's so nice. I love having them around. The next item, number 15, was to rent some clothes. So this was another thing that I'd be curious to try just because it's something that I know a lot of people do. It's a great resource. As an organizer, I thought it would be something that would be interesting to learn about and try. And it kind of relates back to my theme of the year last year and some of the work that I did then, which I'm not gonna get into here. This is another one that's sort of in progress. I have technically picked out some clothes. I have rented them, but the event that I have rented them for at the time of this recording has yet to occur. So I haven't kind of gotten to put them into practice or road test them, if you will, out in the world, but I am excited to try that and then (laughs) send them back, of course, and kind of close the loop on the whole renting process. It's certainly not something that I intend to do regularly going forward, at least not on a weekly or monthly basis, but It's nice to recognize that the option exists. It's out there, something that I can use or take advantage of without having to go buy something new. For me and a lot of other people, that's probably the most sustainable choice in terms of space, (laughs) what I have in my apartment, but also financially and also for the environment in the long run. Number 16 was to update my estate planning documents. My dad is a lawyer and I actually worked for my dad for a really long time. So I always had power of attorney documents in place just in case anything ever happened. Luckily, it never did. But I also knew, since my dad's a lawyer, that document requirements had been updated in my state and I was just reaching a level of assets and income where I knew I needed to update all of my estate planning documents, get a will, and the other things I needed. So this was an easy goal to get checked off. It did take a bit longer actually than I thought it would just to kind of fit all the pieces together and make it happen, but it did get checked off. It's all in place. So while I'm not planning to die anytime soon, I just know everything's taken care of and it's nice to not have to worry about that on any level. Okay, the next one. Number 17 was to finish organizing family photos. So this was one that I started last year. It was something on my 20 for 2020 list and I carried it over to 2021 so that I could complete the project. I know that photo collections are ever evolving, especially in the very digital photo conscious world that we live in. And I know that this process will probably never completely be done, but I wanted to upload all of the childhood photos that my siblings and family and I have from CDs and thumb drives and computers into Google Photos. And I wanted to organize them there by month and year and be able to share the albums with family members. This is actually the goal that I had most people have really strong opinions about as far as what I should do or the way I should do it or how it should look. And this is another one that I knew I could get really technical with, put a lot of time and effort and energy into. But I just decided that I wanted everything in Google Photos and I wanted it 
organized by month and year and that was it. So that's what I did. I got it all in there and shared them with family members so that they can access the photos. And it's been so nice. Sometimes they'll screenshot one or refer back to one that they've seen recently. And it's just really fun to kind of have that bank from which we can all draw so many good and happy memories. Okay, number 18, we're still under the category of material, which ended up being a lot longer when I wrote it out than I realized. The final one was to get my enhanced driver's license. So this is actually another one from my 20 for 2020 list that I didn't get completed, and it's actually the only one that I didn't even start. Our local licensing offices were closed for most of 2020, and when they weren't, it was pretty much impossible to get an appointment. So luckily that eased up as we got into 2021 and I was able to get my enhanced license, go in and get a new updated picture, which was nice. And so now I'm good to go. I can travel with just my enhanced license, at least within the US. And it's just nice to have that done and checked off. Again, not have to worry about it. Okay, social goals. As it relates to other people, these are the last three. The first is number 19, to watch the show Gilmore Girls with my mom. So last year, with all the extra time at home, I ended up introducing my mom to a lot of shows that I loved. One of the goals I set last year was to watch Seinfeld with my mom because it's one that she loved but actually hadn't seen very much of as we realized when we got into it. And then that just evolved into showing her a lot of other shows that I love. And so Gilmore Girls was one that she hadn't seen and that we hadn't watched together yet. And so I just wanted her to experience it since it's a fun mother-daughter show. I wanted to do that with her. There's not really a major achievement associated with this item, but it was really fun to return to a show that I've enjoyed, to connect with my mom over it, and just to have a lot of fun along the way. In a similar vein, number 20 was to watch The Crown with my mom. I tried to watch The Crown a few years ago, probably when it was first coming out, but I really couldn't get into it. It's still not my favorite kind of TV. The high drama is just not my thing. Um, But I knew that I wanted to watch season four when it came out because I've been obsessed with Princess Diana for so long. And so since I knew I was going to watch that season, I figured I might as well watch the others, get the background um, that I'm going to need to really appreciate season four and probably the next couple since they're going to make a few more. And so I knew I would be more likely to enjoy the show and probably just even get through it if I made my mom watch with me and she was game. So we watched that one too. Um, And it was also fun because she lived through a lot of those events depicted later in the show. So It was interesting to see what her perspective was, what she remembered, what she didn't remember, what she didn't even know had happened. And it was just fun to get that done with her. It was not our favorite show. I think we do plan to watch the other two seasons as they come out or any more if they end up making more, I guess we'll see. But yeah, it was fun just to do it together and to have that to talk about and to experience. And finally, the 21st item on my 21 for 21 list is to go on an adventure with my dad. I left this one pretty open too, kind of like the travel one, because I didn't really know what it would entail. But pretty much every year for most of my life, my dad and I have been able to go on some kind of adventure. And as I got older, it's a tradition that I didn't want to lose. It was something that I wanted to make sure I intentionally made time for this year, that it wasn't just going to fall to the back burner kind of behind all of this other stuff. And so I put it on my list and I was able to check it off this year. Actually, we were also able to incorporate some of my siblings too into the activity so we could do it all together. And it made it just that much more fun and rewarding. (laughs) I certainly don't know if they'll be joining us at the activities and events I do with my dad in the future, especially as my siblings continue to get older and move on to their own lives as well. But it was nice to be able to have that time and to recognize it as such that this is something that's happening that I have intentionally planned for and been thinking about and wanting to make happen. And we did. It's always such um, a great memory. And I can't wait to see the activities that my dad and I will plan in the future and continue to do. I'm just so glad I was able to check this one off. 
So <laughs> here we are now, all 21 items later. If you stuck around here, I am so grateful for you. I hope that this shared a little bit of an insight into my brain, the way that I think, the way that I set goals. I'm certainly gonna be talking much more about all of that in the future. And I want you to resolve to check in on your goals. Where are you at? Maybe you said 21 goals for 2021, maybe you didn't. Either way, there's really no right or wrong here can do whatever you want to do, but I do encourage you to check in on your goals to see where you're at. You're going to want to do that because next week's resolve two is going to be kind of related to that as it pertains to the end of the year. So check in on your goals. If you need someone to talk to about it, I'm always available to talk about where you're at, um, where you want to go and how we can help you get there. And this week in the, what am I reading segment? I just started the book, people like her by Ellery Lloyd. I haven't gotten too far into it yet, so I can't say too much or share too much uh, about my opinion. But like I said, I review all the books that I read every month on my blog. So if you're curious what I think about the book or what I thought of it once I finish it, you can check that out at the end of the month. I'll be sharing all my thoughts and rating it for sure. I also rate the books that I read on Instagram. So you could check out all the books that I've read this year there or on my blog to see what I thought of them and what rating they got. And finally today, I want to raise a glass and toast all of the people who've helped me get this podcast to where it is all the people who encourage me every step of the way, friends, family, fellow coaches, some of whom who have agreed to be interviewed. Their interviews are gonna start coming out very soon. Others who just gave me tips and advice and feedback as far as microphones or programs or platforms. And of course, all of my friends and family members who really encouraged me and made me feel like I had something valuable to say, something valuable to share, not just in the creation of this podcast, but all throughout my business journey. It's been so fun to start this podcast and to get to share my thoughts and <laughs> soon more my expertise as it comes to resolutions and goal setting and everything that's going to help you get to your goal. But I certainly couldn't do it without all of the people who supported me all along the way. And it's the honor of my life really to turn around and get to support all of my clients and you too, hopefully in helping you reach your goals, whatever they may be. Thanks for tuning into the Resolve podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tizano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show and subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlytizano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead. 